Welcome back. I think this is episode... I don't actually know what episode this is. I should have checked. I think it's episode 9. So the, welcome back to episode 9. We are here at the Grable place. Grable library. Mm -hmm. They don't have any internet. That's kind of weird. Yeah, they do. I'm not connected. It's um, I found ACPL. It. Uh, anyway, we're back here in Grayville. Uh, and last time I was in Grayville, I had my friend Joseph. Wait 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 wait, 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 wait. Say that again. Grayville. It's Grayville. No, <laughs> it's not Grayville. Okay, well, okay, well, get it right. Fan favorite is back. <laughs> Josiah's back on the podcast. You might remember him from like episode four or something like that. I think this is episode nine. Let me figure this out really quickly. Yes, this is indeed episode nine. Uh, we're here. We're in the library. The I don't know. You want to talk about it's a the weird conference lady? room? You the had a seven point five episode. Yeah, don't listen to it. It's bad. Oh. Okay. Anyway, 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 anyway. Yeah. Anyway. That was kind of like a life update, like, why well, I haven't posted stuff in a while, and then, like, I read something, and then I was like, But Peace. don't listen to it, because Don't listen bad. to it. I'm going to remove it. Don't worry. Hi. Welcome to Snacking with Isaac. Go no one, no one cares about... Ahead, don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> don't listen to episode 7. <laughs> I just ripped it. Okay, okay. This tap so. is soft. <laughs> oh. I might, I might have to freeze these or something. No, no. Go ahead. What were you saying? I can't. Can't continue. Um, no, I was going to... Do you want to tell them about... So Josiah's back. This is Josiah. Say hi. Hi, Josiah. Um, I just said say hi. I'm saying... Anyway. We're going to talk about friendship. But before we do that, I just kind of wanted to... Uh, I wanted him to describe the interaction that we had at the front desk. Yeah. With the ladies. So, imagine, if you will... Close your eyes, everyone listening. You're back at, say, the hometown of the Amish. No. The heart of Amish, something like that. They said that on the sign. No, no, no. I'm going somewhere different. I'm going somewhere different. Someone... Close your eyes. And imagine, I don't know if I'm being really loud because i got headphones on, but imagine, I just, sorry, I just looked behind you and through the glass, I thought that said kick nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but it says nuts. Nuts. <laughs> Doesn't it look like it says kick nuts? It says Nick. I see the book you're talking. That's the first book I looked at. <laughs> it looks like it says kick nuts, which would be a great name for a book. Um, I think it says okay. Rapture. The book is called Rapture. Your eyes better still be closed, listener. Okay. <laughs> what I want you to do is go back to when you're in the third grade, and you had like one of those, like either an English teacher or maybe it was someone from your church or whatever. That was a little bit like even in the third grade, you're like, do like. You know, it's a little over the top, so... All of my listeners are homeschoolers. <laughs> okay, well, imagine, anyway, anyway. imagine that, and then, so... But Isaac is 25, and I'm 20... 24. Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, don't age me too fast. Sorry. You're, I, we're both 24. I just turned 24, that's why I got it mixed up, because usually you're a year older, but... Um, For, like, three months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, we're both 24, and we come in, and she's like... Hi guys, like how are you doing? Like very nice, very kind, very sweet. Um, and then she's like, uh, "What are you guys? You know, are you guys here for the conference room?" And we're like, "Yeah." And she's like, "What are you guys doing?" And it's like, we're "Doing a podcast." And she's like, "Oh wow!" It's like, "What kind of podcast?" And we're like, I'm talking really quietly. 
Oh, okay. I'm probably really far from the microphone. Um. So yeah, it was just. I I don't want to like mock her because she was just being really nice, but it was a little. Uh, well, it was really kind of awkward because like, to me, it's like they made it sound really cool and popular and stuff, and I was like, it's not. It like, it's cool. literally this is just for like just for friends. Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. They made a big deal about it, and I was like, this is not what it's about. Isaac? Yeah. It's about snacks, and that's actually what we're going to talk about next. Would you like a piece of salami? I would. So we got, we went to this uh, Amish store, to be frank. The Amish aren't going to listen to this, so it's fine. <laughs> no, that one did have a phone. Yeah. Anyway. I almost hit one. I'll put this under, I'll put this episode under, like, cultural, I don't know, whatever. Appropriation. <laughs> We're talking about culture today. <laughs> We're talking about the Amish. Um, we went to this Amish store, and they have like Amish things and like regular human things. That's yeah. Um, so we have crackers and cheese, cheese curds actually, apparently, but they're not like the regular cheese curd. Like when I say cheese curd, you think about like mm-hmm. Culvers. They're just like curds in a bag. It's cheese. It's just lumps of cheese. It's just the <laughs> dusted cheese. Less. Lusted <laughs> <laughs> cheese. Lumpy, cheese, lumpy cheese. cheese. to be lusted after. Luscious. Oh. That's what I was going to say. Ooh, but. the watermelon smacks. Okay, and uh, so we have cheese, crackers, uh, salami, maple peanuts, Amish peanut butter, and Josiah has toffee, but I don't like toffee, mm-hmm. so he's Taffy, gonna, not toffee. Whatever. <laughs> I do like toffee. I eat a lot of it. Anyway, so I don't, should we even read this? Is this more of it? So like, we're going to talk and eat. I'm not going to give it a number scale, but I do want to talk about. So the taffy at first, I was disappointed, but I got a I got a watermelon one in there, and that one was exquisite. My favorite so far is what you brought, which is this maple peanut stuff. So I'm just going to eat all your food today. Yeah, it's basically like these are good. It's literally just maple covered peanuts. I don't really know. That's about, that's it. Um. The real reason we're here today oh, is wow. that you're in trouble. And I'm actually going to fire you as a friend. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, we're actually going to talk about friendship. This is something Josiah has wanted to talk about for a while or thought it was a good idea. I did? Yeah. What did I yeah, You pitched it like my first one that I did with you. And oh. I was like, nah, we're going to talk about leadership instead. Oh. Okay. Which, I don't know if that was a better idea or not. It was, it was okay. Um... So we're going to talk about friendship. We've been friends. You're actually... This is like... This is real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're my oldest friend. I'm 24. No, like... <laughs> I, know, I know, Shut up. I'm trying to be sentimental here. <laughs> sentimental. Uh, no, I've been friends with you probably the longest. And like been in contact with you for... This is going to make like everyone else that's listening angry. Mm. But it's true. I think... I know the facts. I've run the numbers, mm. put them into spreadsheets, you mm-hmm. know, all that jazz. Yeah. Pie charts. This yeah. is what it spit out. Spit out your name. It's all a lot of work for friends right there. Yeah. You know, I'm willing to go the extra mile. Um, so anyway, since you are that person, mm-hmm. we're going to discuss this and talk about it. And I don't know, maybe what is, what is friend? Yeah. Can I just say, right off the bat... Something that's always made me uncomfortable, like that, that was gross. Um, me? No. Is, 
You you don't really make me uncomfortable. Um, that's good. Yeah. Is uh, the one of the worst feelings is when you know that you are closer friends with someone than that person is friends to you. Do you I know, know what I'm talking I know what you're about? talking about. Because I had that feeling with us for a long time. <laughs> I always kind of felt like, oh, okay, wait, how long, though? No, it was like in junior high when I was really insecure. Oh, okay. Well, because, okay, so originally I was friends with Joe before you and I became friends. Mm-hmm. So I could understand why that feeling, but then, you know, we all kind of went our separate ways. But, yeah. I feel like that happened a lot for me in school, where it's like, people always describe what their uh, niche is in school, and I didn't really have one, and on on one in one way it sounds cool, where it's like, I was kind of friends with everybody, it's like, oh, you're friends with everybody, you must be so popular, it's like, yeah, but I wasn't anybody's, like, best friend, which is kind of like, <laughs> kind of sucks, so. You were my best friend. Yeah, we're talking about at school. Oh, okay. You're, you're right. Yeah. Not even at Lakewood? No, I didn't have... Um, I had friends. But my closest friend was a girl. And that already limits... Sorry if this makes you mad or something, but it's just no. a fact. Um, if your friend is someone of the opposite sex, then you can only get so far as like friends before it's like you either need to start dating or... That's just kind of like the, yeah. So, very wisdom. So, she was, I guess, my like best friend, but but she still wasn't more of a best friend than you were, just because my voice was crap, which is awesome. But <laughs> I was just gonna let it go. I um, wasn't gonna say anything, but just because of the nature of like cracking <laughs> of our, our shared common interests and you know being able to relate to each other on well, a, on that point, another level. It was probably you were probably able to relate more with her because like. At that point, I was pretty sheltered, I would say. Like, mm. I, I just didn't do a lot. I didn't talk to a lot of people. And so, I don't know. I just don't open up that much. So, like, I don't know. Believe it or not, I would guess that, like, um, the person I'm talking about, which I don't think it's bad to name their name. They're probably not even... Actually, there's a chance they might listen to this. So, I might not name their name. But then again, they'd figure out who they are. I think I already know who it is. So, yeah, yeah. that's fine. I'm just going to not say it and then... They can figure it out if they want. I don't care. But um, they're probably, I'm probably right smack dab in the middle between like homeschool sheltered where like that's the extreme for you. And then she was on the other extreme. And then I'm like right there in the middle. So Mm -hmm. I was kind of like bridging the gap in between you two where you two would probably never be friends because she's more, I don't want to use the word secular because it just has a really negative connotation, but just didn't have the same... Uh, I don't know, home life that you mm-hmm. did, I guess. So, I liked my home life. It was good. Yeah? Yeah. But anyways, friends. So did you ever feel like... I don't know. I, well, first off, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's like define like what we think friendship is, I guess. Which, we're probably pretty similar. I'm just going to assume that. But, I don't know. Let's get our thoughts out there. Get them out there, but with the asterisks being, we don't, well, at least I don't know what I'm talking about because, I mean, obviously I haven't been the best friend to you, and so it's like, <laughs> I'm not, well, I'm not, I'm not a okay, okay, well, well, no. let's, let's not, let's not like label that. Let's just like, what are our ideas of friendship and like, okay, 
This is off the yeah. dome because I didn't know we were going to talk about this, which is perfect. It's kind of funny, though, because, like, you're the one that mentioned it to me. And I was like, <laughs> so even ago. last time when, like, you and uh, my younger brother came to Louisville, you're like, let's do a friendship. And I was like, really? No. <laughs> I genuinely don't remember that. I do. I remember these things. Okay. Um, I've saved this topic just for you. I mean, let's, okay. So are we starting off with defining our terms? Yeah, let's just define what... What we think friendship is. I feel... The thing is, is like... Friend and friendship... Oh, this is just purely... I'm thinking out loud because I haven't really given it much thought. Kind of have two different definitions. Because friend, you can... Like the context in in which you use the word friend... Is different than the context in which you use the word friendship. So typically when you describe friendship... It's much more of like a... It's got like much more like sincerity or like you're you're gonna talk more about like someone that is, is your best friend. But if you talk about like if you say like friends, like oh I'm friends with these people, if it, it feels like a little bit of a, like a looser term so that like, you just kind of throw around. Well like why this is kinda like getting a little bit off topic, but like why is that? Like why do you think that is? Because mm. like you I mean it's the same words. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds very similar to me. No, it does sound similar. I think it technically means the same thing. I'm just saying how people use it. Okay. Um, because, I don't know, I always remember, oh, maybe it was you I had this conversation with before, where it was like, people, okay, so people, okay, for the third chair, the person listening, um, if you're that personality type that you're like, really nice to people that you meet at the first, you know, the first time you meet them and they're really just kind of drawn to that, you have like that magnetic energy, then you probably know that a symptom of that is sometimes it attracts people that you don't want to be friends with, (laughs) to put it, you know, subtly. So then you might have the problem like going throughout high school or whatever, you'll get like all these people that are like, oh, this is my best friend blank and it's like I, that happened to be once where I am not that bubbly personality but for some reason I think you do like attract like you're more it's kind of weird because like we're both introverted mm-hmm. but like you are more opt to go or like talk to like new people than I am yeah. I mean I'm just saying that from like observative like I've observed this over the years I think you are more likely to include everybody yes versus like I just think stay in your little group. I, 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 I could be wrong, but I do feel like I'm, I'm very much an inclusive person. I don't know if I'm necessarily in the person that's like, oh, I want to go talk to this person right now, or because I, I'm not very um, socially adventurous. So, but Fair when enough. we get like new people at work, I just really kind of want to like bridge the gap between like. When you're when you're in a fresh environment, and as you get older, this like happens more and more rarely. But when you're like in your teens and like adolescent, it's like happens all the time where everything is like a new experience. So whenever we have someone that like new at work or someone shows up, I can like sense and empathize with the amount of discomfort they have, and so I immediately try to like bridge the gap and be like, hey. You know, I'll just say something to like kind of make myself sound silly or make myself sound dumb, so that way they. But for real, so nice. that way, so that way they know, like, oh, I don't have to be so like tense. Right. But now. I think, but I think when you do that, it automatically sends a signal to the other person. Like, it all depends on how they interpret it. 
So, like, they're not going to see that as, oh, he's just trying to make me feel comfortable. They're going to see that as, like, oh, like, he's a friend. You know that type of stuff? Yeah. So, like, that's kind of, like, that's why kind of- I think you are more that way than me. To where it's, like, I'm more of the person that's, like, observing them, watching them, trying to figure out how they act. Mm-hmm. And then I'll match that later. I think you're right. What's interesting about what you said is... My goal is not to be friends with them, which just sounds really like... Don't take it personally. It's fine. (laughs) Well, there are some people that like, they're like, I want to go to work and, you know, do my job and I don't want to make friends. Like, that's not me. I'm not there to avoid making friends. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm not... um, The interaction that I described previously, my goal in that interaction is not to make a friend. It's it's, My goal is... Maybe it's somewhat self-centered because the, the, the feeling that I have that provokes me to do those things is like the same feeling you have when you go watch a play and if you I don't some there's like a spectrum of people where some people will side with me on this one and some people will I've asked people before and they have a completely different you know thought process where you go to a play and it's like sure you can enjoy it but like you can't get pulled into the story because you're looking at like oh is this guy gonna like mess up his line is this, is oh this light so gonna over go like there's just so much going on where I'm like I'm anxious during just watching it because I'm like oh I don't want these people to mess embarrass up. themselves or something so I'm I can't help but be anxious because of someone else's situation mm-hmm. so that's why like that feeling when you like watch a play and you feel like someone's gonna mess up their lines or something that feeling is the same feeling I have when someone that's new walks into a room and I'm like, oh, this is uncomfortable for them. Let's just make it more comfortable for everybody. And so I try to like... So in you being... You're, you're like, they're uncomfortable, which makes you uncomfortable, which yes. just puts you into a state of like panic. It's not panic. I just want to do something about it. So I, I resort to... I mean, my default strategy is to... Is like humor or, or right, something. I mean, yeah, I get that. But... Yeah, so, um, that was a tangent. Oh, I was. There's a really big tangent. I was talking about. Um, we have time. Yeah, I was talking about how sometimes what would happen is uh, this happened to me in school like several years ago, where a certain individual thought they were like best friends with me. I don't know if they thought that or if they just went around and lied to everybody. But they were like, "Hey, like." Me and this person used to be best friends, and I was like, we barely talk. Like, we were like objectively not friends. For the record, um, Josiah is one of those people who's really good with technology, and I don't think you had a phone. You might have. I don't remember. But he was really hard to get a hold of if he didn't see him in person. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Hmm. Um, it doesn't make me think any less of you. I'm just saying. Are you talking wanted, about, like, of recent years, or are you talking about... Oh, like, no, I think you've gotten better over the years since you've gotten, like... I remember when you got, like, your girlfriend, and you're like, oh, when I, I got her. I, I don't know. What, what else do you want me to say? <laughs> tag of the anyway, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, you've gotten better over the years, so, I don't know, props to you. But it used to be really, really bad to where it's like, he didn't even check his phone for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Or, like, he would see it and not respond. Yeah, but not like in like a like. I'm not gonna respond to them because I don't want to, but more of he forgot. I'm just. It's purely like such a disinterest in the process of texting that not anymore. But like you said, like 
I just didn't care. Like, I would call, or, like, if mm-hmm. you want to call, and I would talk to you, but, like, I'm not, I don't know. I, there was just a disconnect, because I didn't really grow up texting at all, so it wasn't anyway. really a thing. But, yeah, so, yeah, that person thought they were thought they were my best friend, and I was just like, it, was, it made for a very uncomfortable situation. And it kind of, I don't know, I don't think this was the first time it made me think of the question, but it probably was one of the times I thought about, like, well, what does it mean? Like, how do I tell this person they're not my friend? Because, like, I don't even know what that means. Like, what does it mean to be a friend? Mm -hmm. But I knew that they weren't my friend. So it's like, I innately knew. You have, like, instincts of, like, like, I know they're not my friend because we don't, like, yeah. There's no interactions there, or like the kind of interactions there are. Yeah, is like I don't really consider you my friend. <laughs> my my default answer in my head at the time when I was, I don't know, probably like when I was seventeen, was like, if you hang out, like okay, so if you, good, there's a really 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 good chance that if you're friends with someone, it's because you had an overlapping like interests, or because you were at the same place at the same like you know you go to the same school, go to the same church. You know, it was something like that. So my kind of rule of thumb when I was younger was like, oh, if you know that person's a friend, if you, if either you or them suggest or you do hang outside of those normals. Yeah. So if you normally hang out at school, then you'd be like, hey, let's you know go to my house or something. Are we going to go? That was my like definition. Okay. And I haven't really thought about it much since. So. <laughs> so you wouldn't think there's like any like attributes or like characteristics it's more of like how much you're interacting with that person I think it mm, I don't know like it's hard to define it in terms of like um characteristics like if you if it's like oh someone you can trust it's like well that's not really fair to say because some friendships you go through like waves of trusting someone more or less or maybe that. someone like breaks your trust for a period of time or like there's all these things that can happen so it's hard to like define it as far as like those um abstract ideas but that's probably I was just like oh if you well, both put an effort to try I think you have to like think into the consideration of um no one can keep those attributes 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are going to fail you probably at some point. At least... It will. 100%. Yeah. Let's just be honest. People will fail you. Mm-hmm. So, like, they, I think there should be a consistency with trying to do better, though. It's like you can have characteristics that define your friendship that have to be, like, this person has to be this, like... I don't know, 60% of the time. Like, as long as they're above the 50% mark and I know that I can rely on them to be this way, even if it's like I know they're going to be disloyal, but I can trust that they're going to be disloyal, Mm. I feel like I can still build a friendship around that because I know what to expect. Does that make sense? So, like, when I say characteristics, that's kind of what I mean. Like, if you can rely on someone to be that way, it means you can be friends with anyone, no matter what their characteristics, but... Obviously, like, you're not going to want to surround yourself with someone that's going to constantly break your trust. So, like, what are they adding Mm -hmm. to a friendship? Because, like, both parties kind of have to add something to each other, I feel like. I don't know. That could be really controversial. There's a – I feel like there's so many, like, uh, little pieces to everything you just said 
that like my mind wants to go everywhere all at once. <laughs> Focus on one. <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of comes to mind? Just an idea to pull from what you said. What comes to mind is like. What was that coming from out there? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, <laughs> I heard it in the headphones. Um, one thing that comes to mind is like like second chances, right? Like how many how many chances do you offer to a friend? Right. For like something, you know, before you're like, okay, listen, I'm not ready to be your friend anymore. And trust then, is given, distrust and, is earned. Oh, I never heard that before. That's, That's a Chick Fil A thing. Well, no, I've heard it at Chick Fil A a ton. Oh. But anyway, um, and then and then that kind of then I have the follow up question, I guess, to that, which is like, can you become friends with them again later on? I would assume yes, but I mean, like, we all have like bad friends, but we still hang out with them. Like, what does that mean? I'm saying you're a bad friend. No, that's not, no I'm, I'm genuinely trying to figure out what... Uh, I would say, like, going back to the... their, You can't rely on them. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't mean we stop hanging out with them. Mm. Like, it goes back to giving them second chances. But we know that they're going to be this way because that's, like... I guess maybe that's more of their characteristic. But, I don't know. Does that make sense? It does. I think it's hard to put a... So maybe there are... A concrete character- definition behind it because... There's a lot of um, heart and intention behind friendships where it's like where someone would warrant a second chance doing one action, someone else doing the same action wouldn't warrant a second chance. And the reason is because, and you have to decide that for yourself, and the reason is because there's things like instinct, but there's also like, you know, you have certain context for their upbringing or the situation they were in at the time, or so there's a bunch of different like pieces that... I don't know. I feel like you have to make that decision mm-hmm. as a friend, which we haven't defined. <laughs> yeah, we're working on it. Uh, but like, I think that goes into defining it. Like, I mean, if that if you have to make those decisions, like, what are you using to base those decisions off of? And then, like, that would be your definition, then, right? I don't know. <laughs> you lost me. What? You lost me. I'm saying your definition of friendship should be the things that you are using to analyze like their character. I'm trying to word this properly. Hmm. I think I see what you're saying. So, so whatever you decide personally to define as a friend... Like, you're constantly using that metric to... Yeah, because, like, it kind of goes back to your friend at school. Mm -hmm. Like, they consider you to be their best friend. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, it does vary. But, like, that kind of brings us back to the question of, like, what you think, like, friendship is. I don't know. I... I have never really had to define. Why are we even friends? (laughs) I've never really had to define. Okay, I have had. I have had. Excuse me. I have had this thought before, and this is very much like a cynical, like sounding opinion. But I really think there's truth behind it. I don't really think, for the most part, we decide who our friends are. I think most of that is just done by circumstance, or you could, or God's will. Sovereignty. Sovereignty. Like, so for an anecdotal piece of evidence is when I went into college, 
I told myself I am not going to try to make friends whatsoever. In fact, I tried to kind of avoid it. Not because I hate having friends or anything, but because I just wanted to finish school as fast as possible. I didn't want to do extracurriculars. I didn't want to do the whole party thing. None of that. And I, I didn't. We know you're not a party animal. I'm not a party animal. So what ended up happening, though, is I, throughout, throughout classes, I started to observe behaviors of certain people that like I kept having those uh, the overlapping uh, interactions where like we as you get farther and farther into your degree the classes get smaller you spend time with more of the same people and I noticed without even putting in effort it just happens you will become friends with those people like I couldn't help it and it was because like I would be sitting there and I'm like I wonder what happens if I try to avoid these people like not because I hate them or anything I'm like I'm just kind of curious and I, there's, a, there's like a maybe a week or two where I was like, I'm going to try to avoid and just kind of see what happens. And that's a really, I don't know why I did that. It sounds kind of a weird thing to test, but I did. It was for this podcast. And, <laughs> no. and what happened was I couldn't really avoid them. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously I had classes with them and stuff, but like then I'd go sit down and work on my stuff. And then I'd see one of them walk by and they'd say something, ask me about a cl- like well, assignment or, and then the other person so would walk by and then we'd all sit there and there's three of us and now we're having a conversation. And then these like the same five people would end up in this room and we'd all be like talking. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I didn't even get to choose these people. It's just because I wanted to go take these finance classes. So I Which I mean, but but that does kind of bring back up your point of like you're you're in the same room studying the same things, so like there is a commonality there, mm-hmm. and so it's like you know you're all there for the same thing. So even if you can't talk about just like random things like this, mm-hmm. like you at least can fall back on oh how how does finances doing or whatever. I don't know. I don't study yeah. finances, but like. You kind of have a topic to fall back on even if you can't talk about personal things. The thing was, is it was at most a fallback. Where it's like, it was it was definitely that inter- interconnecting twine between all of us. But it was not, um, like, it wasn't, we didn't spend the majority of our time talking about finance. Like, it was, a, it was coincidentally, we all took the finance class. But, like... <laughs> It would you'd start the first sentence or two being like oh this class blah 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 blah, blah. and then like within three sentences you're not talking about that stuff anymore you're just mm-hmm. talking about oh you went to this school and did this thing or you did this and it was a variety of people like these were not people that I necessarily would pick out of a group to be my friends like actually not at all only one of them I'd be like I might end up being friends with this person um, but you? but then okay like I want to bring up this then. Yeah. Kind of like a challenging thing for that. Like, how many of those people do you still talk to? None. So, like... But. There's a but there. Okay. I do think about my interaction with one of them, and I still sometimes consider, like, oh, I'm, I, may, I may at some point reach out to this person, which is very, <clears throat> like, so what? But I think it kind of means something where... I don't know. They, 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 their actions and what they did were significant enough that I'm like, oh, this person. Even though I spent the same amount of time with them as all the, all the other people in that group, um, the way they behaved and things was definitely like an outlier. And I'm like, oh, I'd be more willing to hang out with them. I guess what I'm trying to like pull out. There's two different things I'm trying to pull out. Number two, like you mentioned, like we don't really have a choice of who our friends are, but like 
we do have a choice of like who we stay in contact with. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't live in the same city anymore. Mm-hmm. I could totally just not talk to you at all, mm-hmm. which I don't because I enjoy our conversations and stuff. Anyway, the second thing is like, uh, kind of relating to that is like you can still go back to your first point of like if I'm hanging outside like outside of school with them like are they are those my friends then is that like what characterizes that so there are like kind of a couple different metrics I guess you could use is like you know am I wanting to stay in contact with this person Mm -hmm. and then uh you know like you mentioned compatibility and that's a different thing but then also like uh what was I even saying um the first thing or the second thing like your circumstances brought you to that point I, mm-hmm. I forget what I was saying but anyway that, those are two things that I kind of bring up to challenge your point of like maybe we don't choose our friends but I think there is some there's a sense of just like as you can get up to some point but then at that point you do have to make like a choice because obviously we haven't we're not still friends with everybody that we've been in contact with mm-hmm. And there are, like, some people that I, I can't see for, like, two years, and then I'll see them again, and it's like, oh, we can pick it up really easily and stuff like that. But, like, are those people my friends, or do I just know them? You yeah. know what I mean? So I have two thoughts kind of regarding – so not – literally yesterday I, I was telling someone how, for me at least, and I, I'm assuming this is the same for a lot of people, once you get past, like, 18, friendships become – much more intentional if you want to have the friends that you have or if you want to make mm-hmm. new friends you have to put effort into it uh, that's one of the words I was thinking about actually is effort and and you have to be really intentional about it which is harder but also you get there's more benefit I think once you get past a certain age to having good solid friends than when you're younger maybe it's the same amount of benefit I don't know but like the fact that you have someone that is wiser now, or at least, and they understand the context of your life, and like all those things, like that's so valuable. Someone that can offer you good criticism and feedback and thoughts, and you can enjoy spending time with them and you trust them, like that's that's gold right there. So there's that. Um, the other thing that I was thinking is like how, yeah, a lot of it is circumstantial, but then it feels like a. I don't know if it's a soft line or if it's like a black and white thing, but at some point, I think you kind of decide, you know, do I want to hang out with this person outside of, you know, work or school or church or whatever it is? And then if that happens, then that does kind of that does kind of solidify cuz I did hang out with them one time outside mm-hmm. of school. And I would say that they I would consider them my friends. I don't consider my them my friends anymore cuz we don't even talk to each other anymore. But I don't I don't know if I could if I consider them my friends because of that. But it kind of feels like it. I don't I don't know. All this to say, I think there is like, even if we can't put words to it, I think there is like a definition of like, maybe we can't point it out because maybe it's different for everybody, and based off of personality and like, our personalities are different, so we make friends differently. Even though we're similar ish, I would say there's still a lot of major differences mm-hmm. um, but like I think our point of views of looking at friendship are going to be different but I think there is still like 
there still has to be some common view because we still view each other as good friends, you know? Mm -hmm. So if we're both having that, like, that viewpoint, there should be, like, a definition, like, this is blatantly what it is. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't... I have I'm just trying to go back to, like, defining it. Well, I have a thought, but again, I don't think this is going to answer any okay. of questions. See, now, like, if you, um... After two, hang on. <laughs> he ate something. There's a name for this. I forget what it's called, but it's the. It's like the whole. Um, if you live in like the in, in Chicago, and you in, in there's like a crime, and you grow up, and maybe your parents weren't the best parents, or this thing and that, and you live in a really like difficult life, and your understanding of pain, like you objectively experience more pain than someone that maybe grew up in like. I mean, I'll just use myself as an example because I'm really privileged in some ways. Whereas, like, growing up in Leah, where it's, like, safe and I had parents that aren't divorced. And the Amish me. are here. <laughs> yeah, and so and you take those two. So the level of pain, objectively, one person has experienced more pain than the other. Mm -hmm. But subjectively, it's kind of relatively the same because that person's lowest low that they felt, how it feels to them, you could argue it feels the the, the person that lived that much more privileged life, it that lowest low for them feels like the lowest low for them. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, Both yeah. times. So, because pain is different for both people. Right, because, you know, they have a different spectrum of, of pain and, and pleasure. So what the reason I, I say that is because it makes me think of, in terms of friendship, I kind of wonder if... if if naturally every human is sort of drawn to a similar social structure of like, okay, you're going to have probably one or two like best friends and, and maybe like this, you know, a couple more friends. And, and there's that same structure for most people, right? However, the quality or like the subjective experience of that, of that structure, like I guess the subjective experience of it is going to be, is going to be different for each, each, or is going to feel the same for those people. But the quality of those relationships may be worse or better. So let me let me clarify. What I'm yeah, about. Yeah, so yeah. like, say you have like, so someone that is similar to me in a lot of ways, but they have uh like their best friend or the person that they would call their best friend. If it were a better or worse relationship, friendship wise, like the quality of that relationship were better or worse, they would still call that person their best friend. Like, so I kind of wonder if like. I don't, like it, I don't. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking out loud. Where I, th I feel like the structure is kind of the same, and we think of our best friend as our best friend because there. It sounds bad, but like there's no other option. Like, <laughs> like. I don't. Well, know. I mean, coming from the point of view, it's like you make your friends like out of the circumstances you're in. So, <laughs> like, I mean, we met at church, but then the, we hang outside of church, and then we also like started working together like right. shortly after like just all those things like I'm not saying I picked you because of that but like I am there was a limit there you know right. so I get what you're saying well you also you pick in your head who your best friend is when you do that you're probably comparing that person to your the quality of that relationship you are comparing to your other friendships is what I'm kind of trying to say okay so if it doesn't matter what person you have. It's the, 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 the highest quality relationship that person has 
as, as, and one that's not um, a romantic relationship or like a family relationship. Platonic. 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 Whatever highest quality relationship they sense they have, that person is their best friend. So you could argue, okay, take away the term best friend, and then then you add that same thing back in, and it's like the highest quality relationship that person has with another person. So now it's like the 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 definition of of your friend is the the highest quality of a relationship that you have that meets the terms of like you know it's it's a platonic one that's not your family or whatever that kind of that makes sense to me at least because it's it's kind of subjective because yeah if you didn't meet anybody then like you don't have the opportunity so really the first have person a friend you meet is so the first person like, you meet is going to be your only friend and best friend unless and, you just don't get along with them at all no, I would argue that's still... You think so? It's still... Well, it have to meet the criteria, because if it's the only person you know, then that person has to be your friend. You don't <laughs> have any other option. But if you know six people, then whichever of those six people happen to form the highest quality relationship with you, then that person becomes, you know, either your friend or your best friend or whatever. Yeah. I'm it's just like, trying to... I'm just... Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's like when... Uh, if you watch the show, like, Survivor... Um, it's kind of interesting because you never I never really I'm not like a huge fan of the show but the early seasons were pretty good they're interesting where it's like the interactions that people would have I wouldn't have guessed who would have become friends at the beginning of the season but then at the end of the season you know like you have these really interesting relationships and stuff like that and it's just I mean it's kind of fascinating where some people become really close with each other over the span of the season and hmm. and I don't know. It's when there's limited interactions and they can't talk to their family or their friends at home or anything like that. That person kind of becomes like, you know, it becomes their friend. They make friends. Yeah, I think the thing that I'm still like thinking about, like that, I just have issues. Um, obviously, um, but like, I think you're still thinking on a, on a level of like, you know, you have your standard of friendship, and then like, does that person exceed that? Or, like, does it fall below, like, all these other people? You know what I mean? So there's still that, there is a definition. Maybe it is more subjective. But you personally do have a standard of, like, what a friendship is. Even if you can't, like, even if, let's say you don't choose your friends. But, like, you're still picking someone. Mm -hmm. You still have standards of what friendship is at that point. So, like, I guess it comes back to, like, what is that? You know, I'm, just, I, I, I'm sorry. I keep. Okay. I feel like no, no, I keep no. hitting you back with the same question. No, that's a good. That's a good point. So, because because going back to what I said was like it's so again it's the circumstances that you're in. You know, like you could go back to like literally how many people do you know? Three. And then <laughs> right. So and then and I know then, more than three people. And then what her. I said, what, what was the the highest quality relationship you have? You know, that mm-hmm. forms. So then, what you have to do is define what a quality relationship looks like. Because that's the, that that then is in turn what the what who you choose to be your friend. Right, and I think that is subjective because everybody is going to be different. But there's still there's still that standard out there, I guess. What's also interesting about it is that because no one wants only, to be friends with a bad person. Well, like. that's the thing is not only do you choose who your friend is but that person also has to choose to be friends with you that's true so it like like when you shut that one person down in school yeah but because it's, it's like they thought you they were your friend but you're like bruh like 
No. We definitely were not. But So like that's you choosing that person. Like yeah. or not choosing them, I guess. And that's kinda interesting because like I would argue that if you found someone that you wanted to be your friend, if they didn't consider you a friend, I I'm willing to bet that if you put in effort, you could probably still like get to the point where you are friends and that person now wants to be your friend, but you just have to show the effort to get there. I mean, there's definitely people that I didn't think I would ever be friends with that it's like, oh, we talk and stuff and it's mm-hmm. kind of odd. Uh, it's not odd that we talk. It's more like, I just didn't see this coming from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I. There. Yeah, there's sometimes when my first impression of someone, I'm like, oh, I might end up being friends with this person. And then over time, I'm just like, oh, no, like definitely. Not. <laughs> they've, they've, you find out a little bit more. They've revealed their hand, and I'm like, ooh, I do not like Tubes. where your motivations are or, or you know, what, what you're trying mm-hmm. to accomplish. But that goes back to having a standard of, like, what friendship is. Because it's like, okay, I can see their motives. I can see that their true intent is this, like... Yeah, I'm not gonna choose this person as my friend because I have a standard of this, this, and this in place. But, but here's the thing, is I would argue it's not a standard. It's but it is your standard. It's because it is subjective. Yes, it's subjective. So it's, mm, yeah, because it's still mm, well, my brain hurts all of a sudden. He's uh, collapsing into a black hole into himself yeah. currently. And it's, just, it's empty, and then there's some taffy in there. That's, that's all that's in there. Um, we'll be in there for seven years, too. Single, <laughs> not a single brain cell. Um, You've got something in there. I know it. We'll just have to shake you up. I mean, I, I just, I still think it really does come down to circumstances in a lot of ways where... You're, you're going to just have to decide what people you want to choose from out of the grouping of people. Like, and there's just, it's up to that person. Like, it's, you know, do you, it really just comes down to, like, do you want to spend more time with this person? Well, then they, they have to agree on that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of stuff will naturally come afterwards, where if you were spending lots of time with someone, I mean, I say that, but then there's, I can look back at some situations where it feels like my life was wasted because I was like, I thought I had friendships and it was just like a weird mutual something, but like it didn't feel like friend. Like that happened a lot in high school, like looking back, I'll be like, oh yeah, these were my friends. And I'm like, but like I never had a conversation with them about like the, you know, my feelings or, you know, something deeper than. Well, and, uh, that kind of goes into like play of like, there are like, this could also be very controversial. I don't really know. But anyway, like there's different levels of friendship too. Mm-hmm. Like you have people that are going to be your best friends, which obviously you're going to talk about your feelings and stuff with them. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have like people that you trust. Um, so I, I think trust, I'm going to reveal some of my hand. I think trust is a huge factor when it comes into friends. Like that's one of the things that I pick. Lo- loyalty is the biggest thing for me. Uh, growing up, like it kind of goes back to like I have a lot of people in my past that like, I would try to talk to, but like, they would try to talk to me for a little while, but then it's like, oh, this cooler person comes along and I just lose them. And I'm just like, okay, like, what is friendship then? So for me, one of those things that I always come Mm. back to is 
are they loyal? Not necessarily to me, but like in a sense, yes. Like, are they going to continue coming to me even if someone better comes along, quote unquote? You know what I mean? And like, how do they treat me after that person comes along? Because I know there's going to be people that are better than me. Um, but like, are they still making an effort to like talk to you and be friends with you and all of that stuff? Like, because you don't have to put any effort. Like, if you don't want to be friends with someone, you just don't put an effort and then that person's going to stop talking to you. Yeah. And so like, one of my things is like, I'm going to need someone to be able to commit to that if we're going to, if, if I'm going to start sharing like deep things with them, I guess like thoughts and stuff like that. Mm. So like, I don't know what you want to do with that, <laughs> but I think, I think, yeah, that if there is a characteristic and it comes down to something like my layers of friends are built on, like, how much do I trust this person? It's like your layers of friendship are built on layers of trust. Correct. That's why man, I, I do. I hate it when people say like, do you trust me? Or they say, just trust me or anything like along those <laughs> terms. I'm like. That means absolutely, like, that sentence means nothing to <laughs> And me. then you're like, no, I, I, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I, think of, I think of things so literally, and I'm, like, I'm a little bit self-aware of the fact that I need to sometimes just chill out and not take it literally. But, like, when someone says, how are you, for instance, this is one where I can let this pass. But when someone says, how are you, that question doesn't make sense. How am I? I am because I am. Or I am because <laughs> okay, I was made by you know, No, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I know. The question literally doesn't make sense. But anyway, so that's one that I'm like, okay, I know that's not what they mean. They mean like, you know, how was your day or what are you up to or how are you feeling right now? Mm-hmm. So, but when someone says like, just trust, I, or just trust me or, or do you trust me or anything like that? I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like trust you in what regards? Like trust you with my life? Trust you with, you know, something I really, really care about? Trust you to take out the trash or trust you to do something on time? Like it can be yes or no with a bunch of different... And there are people that are very, very, very close with me that I don't trust in certain ways. And then there are people that are like... that Just the person that works at a store or something, I'll trust them to accurately check out my, you know, my stuff. So it's like there are just layers of trust. So it's kind of, you know... Um, but I guess... So, yeah, may, you could argue that you're... The, I guess the breadth and depth of trust that you have in a person kind of is going to define how much of a of that quality relationship quality relationship you have and uh, and then in turn how much of friends you are with them I guess or if you are friends with them mm-hmm. so it's like a sliding scale mm-hmm and it's, it, it's kind of weird because I, like, think about these types of things, like, really, like, I'm an overthinker, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I'll be like, okay, I'm going to trust them with this little thing mm-hmm. and see how they handle that. And so, like, for me, it's a process mm-hmm. of, like, I'm literally testing you. But I don't think that's necessarily wrong. And I don't think so either. Obviously, I'm the one doing it. <laughs> I mean, God does that with us. We, he gives us a little, and then if we manage it and we steward it in the right way and bring it back to his benefit, then he's like, oh, okay, we can do it and give him a little bit more. Well, a lot of that also is, like, he's producing endurance mm-hmm. out of us. So, like, yes, he gives us a little bit more, but he's not going to give us too much. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. 
but well, mine is more like, I'm just going to see if they can do this task or whatever. I'll just I, tell them, hey, like, I have this task I need to do, like, if we're talking work-related. Mm-hmm. Like, if I want to know if I can trust someone at work, I'll walk over to them and be like, hey, like, at this time, can you do the floors? If they do the floors, that's just something small. But, like, if they're thinking about that and being like, okay, I need to do the floors at this time because he is expecting me to do this. That I don't know, like small things like I'm, that. I'm gonna go back and, and bring up something you said a second ago because I don't know if I agree with it. Okay. Do you think God doesn't necessarily um, give us more than we can handle? Like, like as far as you know, if so, He'll give us a little bit. If we manage it well, then He'll give us more. Do you think He ever gives us too much on purpose so that we will fail with it? So we can learn from that experience, because like I think of people like certain celebrities, or certain personalities that um, like there's tons of examples where they're like the, just the excess of wealth and stuff just completely ruined their their lives. So they got think, everything they wanted and it destroyed their. I lives. think it depends what you mean like by fail. Are we talking about sin? Mm. Are we talking about like you know like what do you mean by that? Uh, I guess it's getting closer to what God has planned for us. Not not the failure part, but like, <laughs> sorry. Because if it's sin, if it's sin, God's never going to tempt you with sin. Mm-hmm. Mm, so if he's giving you, if he's testing you in that regard, he's not going to give you too much to where it's like, you know, he's never even going to tempt you with that. Mm-hmm. But you are still living in a sinful world, so you're still going to have temptations. Mm-hmm. But he's still going to be there to, like, this is your way out. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't take this way out, you're going to sin. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I, I don't have the resources to back it up. It logically makes sense to me. So I'm just going to preface I don't have the resources. I don't <laughs> have the biblical scripture to back this up. But it makes sense that, like, for certain individuals, uh, God will challenge those people differently. So, like one person they may struggle their entire life with like contentment and maybe maybe they have everything the world has to offer and they're just never content so that may be one scenario but then another person they are just content always and they've always had little and it just is a different person and you know god knows our hearts more than we do so maybe he's just deciding in each of those situations like oh I'm going to give this person so there's like I don't I think it can be both where I think it could be like situational where like God you know his sovereignty like I don't I don't know all of God's will so I can't even like pretend to know but he does so I would think that it makes sense that he would give us more than we need sometimes and less than we need sometimes in order to kind of test us and push us to get closer to his will and I also think that it is like uh, that whole stewardship thing where it's like he'll give us a little bit if we produce um, the the fruits that he's looking for then he'll give us a little bit more I think those two can exist at the same time I mean I agree with that so I think we agree okay (laughs) I might have worded it weird maybe I just want to make make my view clear Okay. Anyway, hmm. I forget what we're, that was the test of our friendship. That's it, right there. See y'all later. <laughs> Just well, we've kind of defined our terms.
So, yeah, you think it's more circumstantial, and I'm more. I think I lean more on the side of it is a choice for me. I think it's both. Yeah, but I think well, you said so. Why is that though? Like you know, well, like, the choice part. It is a choice, but you have certain options to choose from. I can't pick anyone out of the the world and say, "Oh, this is a really good person. I'm just going to choose them to be my best friend or my friend." Like I can't just say Bill Great Bill Gates is my friend. Like that isn't not that I'd want to be friends with him, but so yes, it's circumstantial, and yes, it's a choice. <laughs> okay, okay, I see what you mean. <laughs> So I was going to be like, no, I have 100% choice of everything. <laughs> so internalizing it, looking at our relationship, you and I, to get a, a little bit more personal here. Oh my gosh. I hate personal questions. Going back Over to when years. we first met. I remember the day like it was yesterday. I, I remember when we first met. Um, it's probably really awkward for you. I'm sorry. It was... Only a little bit awkward, because you were so awkward. Yeah, I know. Well, not not that you were awkward. No, no, I, you, I know what you mean. You though. were awkward and you felt awkward, but you were mostly just that you felt awkward. You weren't that awkward. Um, every kid in that room was awkward in their own special way. Yeah. So I'm trying to. I'm, I'm looking back and, and thinking. So when we first met, oh, this is interesting. It goes back to that inclusive thing, remember? Where how, when I see someone walk into the room, yeah, I literally described that earlier. Well, well, one of your eyes is way more dilated than the other. That's really creepy. Anyways, so... but that's You like it, looking at people's eyes. But okay, that's, anyway. But that's how you and I actually end up being friends, which I already told you was not my intention in doing that. That's yeah. I did not mean for that to... See, so I was right. ...foreshadow that uh, story, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm not I, 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 I had a lot more options when I was younger. And even as I... And okay, so I had a lot of options. And I still chose to be friends with you. And I, I'm, I'm trying to think of like the earliest moments of deciding why, you know, why am I choosing this person... Why am I choosing Isaac more than, you know, some other person? I mean, I can think specifically around the time when we started to become friends that there was a time where there's someone else I still know this person to this day. I don't really talk to them anymore, but I've known them for just as long, maybe slightly shorter amount of time than you. And I remember I had an opportunity to hang out with this person. I remember my mom, we were in the parking lot at our church, and she's like, hey, you know, do you want to go hang out with this person? And she was kind of like pushing it. Because she knows that you don't talk a lot But I remember specifically thinking, I don't really want to hang out with this person. And I think you were with me at the time, and I was like thinking in my head, I'm like, I'd rather just kind of hang out with Isaac right now. But I don't, know exactly what it is that made me think that so it's kind of I don't know 
Wait, so what was the question in that? There wasn't a question. I was just trying to internalize um, what I was saying earlier. So you have your circumstances, and then you have the choice. So I knew that the circumstances, you were just, not to sound too clinical, but you were like one of the candidates for my friend. (laughs) And cool. It's just, I don't, I can't put a finger on what's made it last all the way up until now. Not, not well, I think there's, I, so I definitely think there's effort on both of our parts. Like, a lot of it is just like, I'll sit randomly have a thought of like, oh, I just need to text them or whatever. Which will usually follow up with like, you'll call me the next day because you have a question or something like about my life or whatever. Thinking about two weeks ago uh, or whatever. Which I actually really valued that. <laughs> like, you called me two weeks ago to like talk about something. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I enjoyed that. Uh, so like for me, even though we don't talk a ton, like in these moments right now, like it's for me again, it's going to be based off of loyalty. Like I'm going to be like, I'm going to be this type of person who stays loyal. Like if they're going to be willing to put an effort, then I'm going to make sure like I'm pouring in 150% of effort back into it. So it comes back to like me wanting to be loyal and then also like, honestly, I don't, I don't trust almost anyone as much as I trust you, which well, not to like, no, no, not to like make you like freak out or whatever. But like, I'm thinking over like this whole span of how long I've known you. Mm-hmm. I've probably told you almost every circumstance that I've been through, mm-hmm. like every like little secret or whatever. Like you just know me. You've seen me at my worst probably and at my best. Like, I'm just thinking, like, this person knows me the best. I trust them that they're not going to just, like, take this information and just, like, well, totally stab me in the back. You know why, though, right? Why? It's because we were, we both were vulnerable with each other. So it's a lot harder to want to turn around and stab someone in the back when you just poured out your heart to this person. I do and make they sure poured out their heart to you. Secrets. I'm just... <laughs> well, like, no, I, I, don't I am a... I mean, you know this, and it's a it's kind of cliche, because people will just say this all the time. Like you'll see it in like movies or whatever. Like, I just don't trust anyone. <laughs> I really do have that problem where I I do not extend a trust easily, at all. I can agree with that. <laughs> so like I, I I don't know why <laughs> we could open up that can of worms, but I next really... one we'll talk about why Josiah won't <laughs> talk to people. About no, I really don't know why. It's not like. It's not like a bunch of people have, like, failed me dramatically in some way or another. Yeah. Um, so I can't really... It could be a personality thing. I don't really know. But So I think that might be... I think a huge part of it is that we put in... It's not like... there's So there's microtransactions, like, you know, those little things that build and build and build that build trust. I think there's that, but... I think what you and I have that makes a good friendship is that, but then also just those few moments where we've had like a long conversation where it's like we've just really stretched that muscle of like vulnerability and trust. So it's like for most of my relationships, it's like microtransaction, microtransaction, microtransaction. And I very rarely sit down for a long time and then like get to the point where I feel comfortable sharing this thing. It's like it's like if you if you think about um you know how in, uh, when cops uh, interrogate someone? Oh, well, I've never been interrogated by a cop. But <laughs> <laughs> if you want to share that story. <laughs> I haven't either. I know. But, I'm just um, like... But the thing, like, if, 
in reality, it's not like TV shows. In reality, the, most of the time, all it takes is time, and eventually the person will break. Like, they will share whatever, you know. You just have to inter- take it long enough, and they will tell you what you need to know. But it, that's and if a, they don't tell you it, you'll see it in their body language. Well, well that's, that's the negative connotation of that. But like, I think the positive, the, the good side of, like, how that works is was when you sit down and you're forced to just talk to someone, like, things like you and I are doing this right now, or, like, when you aren't, aren't distracted or you don't have, like, feel like you have to go do something else. Or, you know, if you're not on the defense, like, you don't feel like you have to have your defenses up. If all those things are in place, then you have nowhere to move but forward. So I think we've had a good number of times where we've set that up for ourselves where we didn't have distractions we didn't feel like our defenses need to be up. We didn't. We have all those, all the criteria is met, and so we were just like, let's just talk. I also think there's a lot of, like, we've just experienced enough of the same things. Like we've just done so many things together to where it's like, number one, I know how you're gonna react to certain mm-hmm. things. Yeah. You'll know how I'll react to certain things. So it's just like, we're already aware of those things. So we already know what each other likes. Basically, mm-hmm. we don't have to really ask. We just do it. Uh, which is another layer, I think, like, mm. because we've spent time together, like, we've both learned those things about it's each other. It's like a really positive symptom of having a really good friend is you can skip all the pleasantries or, like, courteousness that, you know, you, you, you the reason people have manners and stuff like that is to build trust and, and all that stuff, but if you, if that trust and everything is already there, then... Manners go out the window. Manners go out the window. <laughs> We can just, well, you can just kind of, like, skip over that stuff and immediately get to the, the good stuff. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, manners, or, I don't feel like, I don't know. I was always taught manners. I don't know if I do them or not. I think I do them without even thinking about them. Yeah, but you're not, like, actively trying to, like... Be rude. Like, you don't, like, you're not going to, like, think, oh, I should open the door for it. Sorry, I'm, like, I you may do it, but it's not like you're, you know, actively trying to win me over or anything. So there's a period of winning over. There we go. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely for me, part of the reason why, like, and I guess it's a big factor for everybody, like, trust is a thing, is like, I am going to try to win that person over. Not like in a bad way, it's like, I have to have them on my side, but I do want them to like me. And I think that part of that goes back to, like, what I experienced as a kid of, like, you know, it's really hard for me to make friends. So, like, I have to make sure they like me hmm. in order for them to, like, be my friend. And so, like, I think there is some things that I'll do to where it's, like, I have to do this because I want them to like me because I want them to be my friend. Was something... I didn't, at a young age, was that something you were thinking? Like, you were trying actively to get friends? Like, did you want... No, but I, I think one of the things that I wondered, especially, like, during... After, like, elementary school, I think elementary school is where I exhibited, like, that, like, not having friends. And so it's like, then I turn around... Like, it's not that I didn't have friends. Don't feel sorry for me, audience. I had friends, but, like, they were very few. Mm-hmm. And it was... Be- and it's not because I wasn't, like, trying. I remember, like, having conversations, like, over and over again with my mom. She's like, you know, you know... I don't think she was saying it, but she's like, you know, why don't you talk to this person or whatever? I was like, well, I've tried. Hmm. Like, they just don't like me. Um, And, like, that would come up a lot. Hmm. It's like, they just don't like me. 
And so then it's like it becomes in middle school and this is already hard because it's already pushed on you a lot. It's like you have to get people to like you to be their friend. And I wasn't going to do that with everybody because I knew I didn't want to be friends with everybody. But like especially when I noticed, okay, this guy's talking to me the first day like what you did. I'm like, I want him to like me. Mm. Maybe that's why I was acting awkward because it's like I'm already thinking about those things. Like how am I going to do this? Like – those types of things. Not in, like, a bad way, but... Yeah. All I, mean, good I think we all do that a little bit. Um, just, like, naturally. Like, even as adults, I think we do that. You know, when there's someone... Like, when you're when you're in a new environment and you see someone that's... Struggling. <laughs> no, not even struggling. Like, the opposite. Like, someone that's, you know, doing well for themselves. You, you want to make yourself a likable... The correct word is attractive, but that just has a certain connotation of like like a sexual connotation, which is not what I'm talking about at all. I mean, I, I mean, I mean purely like about. attractive, like you are literally attracting people to you because of you're a likable person, is what you know, likable person, or even even things like you have good hygiene, or you know, you have good manners. I, in or, junior high, no, I did not, but that is neither here nor there. <laughs> But I don't think I even started wearing deodorant until, like, sophomore year. <laughs> oh. Well, like, I had it, but, like, I just didn't ever put it on. And I'm just like, why? I don't think I smell that bad. I definitely would have made fun of you if I knew you smelled bad, but I don't remember you smelling bad, so. I did take a lot of showers. But anyway. You actually did. It was... Well, but then when we went on trips, when we went on, like, the backpacking trip or whatever, I got teased because I would I would take, like, two showers a day or something. But, like, it wasn't even a shower. You'd go out to the lake and wash up. <laughs> I think it's because, like, everybody just knew that you were doing it. It's just well, like, oh, there he is, taking a bath in the, the lake. The thing is, is I had really bad acne, so I was really just doing it to try to wash my face to prevent... Because when you're out there in the woods and stuff, you, I, you, I know this personally, I would break out way worse. And so you're also not eating like it's weird because you're not you're eating like food that is good for what you're doing, but it's but you're not food. eating it's, good food. Yeah, it's not it's not great for your. <laughs> you're eating ramen noodles. Like yeah. I'm sorry, you're just so, you're not gonna act like your body is not gonna take that in well. And then it's because I'm an awkward like teenage kid. Then when people bring it up, I'm like I'm not gonna say yeah I was washing my face because I don't I feel like I'm gonna have a lot of acne on this trip. I'm gonna be like oh, I just so it felt dirty. I I want to take another shower. So I, I will say my favorite place to like when we did go on the backpacking trip was that one with the waterfall, the one where you're trying to catch a fish. I tried to catch up. I there there's something wrong with me. I don't remember half of my adolescent life. So well, I tried to catch a fish. Yeah, you tried to catch it with your bare hands. So it was the lake that it got really cold, and like it was like the clear lake, but you couldn't bathe in that lake because it was too cold. And Rob was like, "You can't go in this lake. You can filter water, obviously, but like if you go in this lake, you cannot be in it for very long because it's cold." I think uh-huh. it was uh. The third day? It was, like, right before... Was this Sleeping Bear Dunes, or was this a No, this is the backpacking trip. So, Wyoming, or Colorado? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wyoming. We, I never went to Colorado, but when we went to Wyoming, so then there was a, like, a spring that went out from this lake, and there was a waterfall, and that was, like, where we, like, took showers and stuff, but you could go down even further down to like this bigger lake and stuff and there was like a little fish that you were like trying to grab out of there mm-hmm. and 
I think someone told us to stop because, like, you have to have a fishing license to be there. <laughs> what? Because it's like, Cause you're, in a, you're in a state up. park, like, or a national park or something like that. You can't, like, do this here that or something like dumb. that. But anyway, I mean, whatever. I don't remember that at all. I remember that trip very vividly. I liked it a lot. Like, there were things, obviously, I didn't like. But. I mean, I liked it enough that I definitely want to go and do those kinds of things again. But I just am so sad about the fact that, like, I don't have that many memories. That's actually, like, one of the reasons I want to get back into better shape. So you can go backpacking? Yeah. I just need to find the time to go back. Like, it's also a little bit of a money investment. Yeah. Well, I mean. a bad excuse because I waste money on other stuff, so. I don't think, yeah, I don't think, as long as you pour, like, this might sound, this is not, like, pocket change, but, like, if you just pour, like, three grand into it, like, that stuff is going to last you your whole life. Yeah. Because you're not going to grow anymore, so you don't have to get, like, multiple backpacks. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just being realistic. Like, yeah. Unless you get, like, fatter. <laughs> well, we have most of the stuff between the two of us, probably, but it would be fun to go on a, go on a trip. I just don't know. Well, the thing is, every time we went on a trip, it was, uh someone else was leading it so like navigation and all that stuff would be up to us which is not something that we have been taught we taught we we know all the stuff about the tents and how to cook the food and like all that stuff and keep your stuff dry and everything yeah. but i don't know don't touch the festival <laughs> i don't i don't know you will get wet <laughs> yeah i don't know the uh the secret to uh, uh, well, navigation. Well, I think or there is, like, natural instincts when it comes to navigation. Some people ha- are better at it than others. Yeah. I'm um, at it. I wasn't going to say anything. You don't have to. I was just implying it. It's, I'm so mad. But I will say, like, I feel like if you took me there and, like, I've done it, like, twice, I could probably do it again. Because, like, I have, like, one of those minds where it's, like, I might not be able to read and like retain that super well unless I'm reading really slowly. But if you take me someplace and like show me at once, like you could take me back a year later and I'm probably gonna be able to replicate it pretty well. So like, even though it was, that was 2014. Was it? I would have been 15 years old. It was sophomore year, I think. I would have been 15 years old. Yeah, so, so 2014 I think it was. Or, so guess, almost 10 years ago, I probably wouldn't, like, I can remember certain details about, like, this is the direction we went on this day. This is how many miles we went on that day. I don't remember. There's, like, little things I don't remember. But for the majority of it, I think. I do remember. I can remember. Like, like, I remember the most we went. Like, we typically went um, seven miles on average for, like, a little sprawl. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I remember, like, the little details about, like, certain brands of filters breaking down all the time. Which is a good thing to know, because then you know what not to buy. Yeah, but it's not like I thought that was particularly, like, I haven't, I didn't try to attribute that to my memory. I just remember it, because, I don't know, I remember it being really annoying, probably. It was really annoying, because water is a basic necessity. I remember when we were, like, sitting on that, like, little cliffside rock thing, and Rob was trying to try to teach a lesson, and like the mosquitoes were absolutely just. That was the second day, terrible. right? Terrible. I don't remember that. Was it the one? I, I'm not even trying to. There, there's rocks everywhere. I, I can't. I, I can't be like. Remember that one rocky area? Like, it was just rocks everywhere. My favorite memory, because I like to climb, is how on the first day, 
I climbed the steeper side of the, I guess it's a mountain. It sounds cool when you say the mountain, but it wasn't like huge. I climbed the steeper side of the mountain and then I the I looked up and saw a certain point. I'm like, I'm basically at the top right now. And then they finally called me back down, which I was surprised they let me get that far. Then I mean, after Rob the, had known you for a long time, so oh, I'm man, like, he let me do some stuff. He should let me do, but that's fine. I appreciate. Again, it, it comes back to he knew you though. Like, yeah. he was just like, oh, it's just well, so probably having Seth as my brother might have done something. But and then going like all the way throughout the trip, if we go to the end of the trip and we're at the top, and I look down and like like ten feet down was exactly where I was, and I was like, oh, cool. We hiked for like how was it like seven days or something for nothing? Five days? I don't know. And you didn't have to have a pack on your back. I didn't. Oh, oh yeah, yeah climbing up like. It. Yeah. I just remember the one time where it was like, we got to that one place where there's like a ton of snow, and we were like all freaking out and like, oh my gosh, there's snow here. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, because it was so high up. Yeah. Because there wasn't. I mean, obviously it was in like July. So I think like, that was. The, I think that was the same trip that I'm talking about. Yeah. Because it got um, colder the higher you got. No. Obviously, yeah. I still have pictures from that trip. I look at them sometimes. That's cute. Thanks. I mean, I have a lot of pictures. I wouldn't look at them unless I printed them off, so I should probably print them off. I think... I've noticed that recently. I have a few pictures that Evie printed off for me, and because they're printed off, I, like, will actually look at them. I would never look at them if they're in a file on a computer. Really? That's actually where I go to to like look at them. Like, I just have my Google Photo Drive and I just like open that up and there's like tons of photos. Like I only took ones that I like actually want to remember. Like there are some th- there's like some parts of that trip I'm just like I don't really need to remember this specific thing. Like it's a cool picture but like eh. Yeah. So I just saved like the ones. I don't think I I don't think we actually have a picture together on that trip. It's kind of interesting. Really? Yeah. Because I think you were always, like, towards the front of the pack, and I was usually towards the back. Oh, I feel bad about that. No, 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 it's, it's fine. Um, I remember, like, I spent a lot of time with Joe on that trip. And Corbin, too. Yeah, I... That was the trip where I think I really got to know Corbin really well. Yes. I do remember that. I do remember that because I specifically remember going up a certain hill where it was not a... It, there was a uh, a path for a car on this hill, so it wasn't like a. Well, it was at the beginning of the trip, and it was like a weird shed thing to the right that we all thought was really creepy, and it had bees in it. Oh my gosh, I do remember that. And I remember going up, thinking to myself, "You were next to Corbin, and you guys kept talking and talking and like laughing." I was like, "Oh, these guys are friends." <laughs> so maybe I was jealous. I don't think so, but maybe. Maybe you were. So it was definitely an interesting trip. There was a lot of like, I remember I sat with you both times on the bus. So I think, but that's the thing is we spent the most of our time together like on the bus, and Uh, when we weren't on the bus, we we didn't hang out. We did spend a lot of time on the bus though. Mm -hmm. Like that was half the trip (laughs) was on the bus. I feel like I hung out with like the the people that were like from Blackhawk that everyone's getting irritated with. As far as hiking goes, I hung out with them, not because I thought they were super cool, they but were because they were, like, moving fast, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is fun, I want to move fast and, like, go up this hill and do these things, and 
So that's why and I I don't I think they did not like me. I think that's that's probably pretty annoying. Mm. Speaking of childhood trauma, <laughs> I specifically remember one time where this was a winter retreat trip where um oh man. In the winter retreat, the first winter retreat I went on was like the that was when we really got to become friends cuz I remember I, and I think we've talked about this a ton. I did not want to go on that trip. Like, my mom forced me to go on that trip. I think Rob actually forced me to go on that trip. Really? Yeah. He he was like, he told my mom, because, like, there was this thing where I got on the bus. And, like, I'd already put my stuff on the bus, but, I, like, I left to, like, do some oh, other things. Oh, yeah. And, like, I walked the whole bus and couldn't find a seat. And I had to sit next to Nathan Daymeyer. Oh. Um, and then... I remember I my I mom remember was that. like, I don't want him to go on this trip if he's going to be miserable the whole time. And like, saying this to Rob, and Rob's like, no. Like, he needs to go. Like, I can bet on it. If he's going to find friends, it's going to be on this trip. And so smart, I went. Smart man. I went, and yeah, I got, I had friends. <laughs> That's really rough. But that just like, goes to show, like, I really did struggle with making friends. Like, I don't know why. I don't really think I, I I just felt like maybe I was really awkward and like no one wanted to like me. Anyways, I, I, I think I, I feel like I cut you off. Well, that's okay. That was interesting, but um, I remember I we always remember like the negative things. So it's funny because like I remember we're where not negative people. We're positive. My thing was always box ball, right? Not yeah. Four square, four square. That's stupid. Don't say four square. Say box ball. It is box ball. <laughs> that's what I call it. Don't worry. I, I know. I was just really defensive about. It. Um, where I would always play box ball and then eventually I got tired of playing box ball and I was like cause cause it was too easy you know <laughs> I mean if you got a good queen and like uh, yeah that's right you team up on them but that's true I would I would do the hoops they had that hoop thing at the uh, like those little tiny like arcade style ones and I would do that the thing is is like I would do that and then also the people from Blackhawk that played basketball would want to do that Compared to them, I was terrible at it. But I just wanted to do it because it was fun. And I remember leaving the building, going back to our bunks or something. I was leaving at a weird time, so I was by myself. And one of the people who I do not think this is a bad person, I think they said this and it hurt my feelings. And I, I'm pretty sure they regretted it. But it was, so it was Kyle Bleed. When we were Good leaving. I don't even remember the words exactly that he said, but it was along the lines of like, why on earth was Josiah trying to play with us? Or something like that. And I was just like, I was, I was I imagine, like... Okay, so like, you know the retreat, like the chapel thing? I yes. imagine you like, yes. so you know where the, the thing is? I imagine you yes. in the doorway, just like standing there like in the dark, like... That's close. That's not what happened. I was already down the path. They just didn't hear me. I was like 20 feet behind them. <laughs> so it was Kyle Bleed talking to another Blackhawk person I don't remember the name of. Um, and he said that, and I was just like, man, that really hurt. I don't know if it was that same trip or a different trip where the person he was talking to, I don't remember their name, but I did not like this person because they threw a snowball at my head, but it, I swear it had a rock in it because my head was bleeding afterwards. And I just turned around and I was like, was really annoyed. And someone, I think there was a leader that was there and they were like, hey, who did that? Or whatever. And like, no one would fess up to it, but I knew it was this kid. And I was like, this 
so annoying. Will you tell me after the podcast? No, I don't remember his oh name. If I knew his name, I would say it. I don't care. I would out him in a heartbeat. He's probably my age, so I don't... Um, if you can Josiah remember... Josiah holds, holds grudges, just to watch out. Well, do you remember the name of the black, the whole group of Blackhawk people? Like, all the people? Well, remember how like there was a group of Blackhawk people that always went on every trip? Yeah. I, the only ones I remember are the people that also always went to uh, Wallen, which was Kyle Bleed, I think Heather Hicks... And then, like, they all had, like, their friends that would, like, come with them. But I don't remember who those people were. I just ate to myself. Yeah. It was better that way. I think I might know who you're talking about, though. I, I don't remember. I can't even remember what they fully look like. But I know, like, a general, like, if I squint my eyes, you know. Like, that's what that <laughs> you can is. still see them throwing the snowball with a rock. Well, no, because it was the back of my head, so I never saw them. But... The third eye opens up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never really, looking back, and know if I was, like... It's the same thing with, like, high school. Like, people, like, people like to look back at high school and be like, oh, those were the golden years. Like, all this crazy stuff happened. And it's not like... It's not like they... Okay, you could still have that feeling like they were the golden years, and you could be someone that got, like, bullied or something. I didn't really get bullied, but also I didn't feel like it was the golden years just because it was, like... Wasn't particularly there, the, interesting. Uh, there like, are, we didn't do anything crazy. I didn't really have the super close there relationships. There are, like, instances... Like, if if I had, like, anything where it's like, oh, my gosh, like, high school was the golden years. It was more of, like, this week was good. Everything else was like, oh, this is really bad. And then you have, like, one good, like, two-day streak, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. But then it's, it goes back to bad. Like, honestly, like... It's not really anything, like, circumstantially. It's just, like, right now, I think I'm, like, the most, like, content I've been, like, throughout my whole life. If that sounds weird. Like, uh, I don't, like, think of, like, anything prior to what's happened now to, like, be better, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, there's no golden years for me. Like, it's, it's all just been generally pretty good. That's a good thing. No, I think, I agree. I think that just means you have a solid trajectory. Maybe. We'll see. Updates coming later. <laughs> Some people's trajectory is like, woo, and it comes crashing down. Yeah, it looks really great, and then it's like, oh, you make one or two bad choices. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I made bad choices, too. It's just that I either didn't get caught or <laughs> I'm just... You break the rules and then ask forgiveness is what you say. <laughs> I mean... I did break the rules a lot, but, like, in a very, like, I did it in just much more subtle ways in school and stuff like that, so it's, like, even if I did get caught, I don't really think anyone really cared, so it's, like, I don't know. I think it's more, like, one of those things is, like, you kind of, like, it's not, like, you're full out breaking it, mm-hmm. it's more of, like, I'm gonna bend this wall and see how much it gives <laughs> yeah. before it just breaks on me. Yeah. Because then, like, as soon as you start doing that and you do it every day, it becomes, like, a normal thing. And so people are, like, going to see it and be like, oh, it's just what he always does. It's fine. So then you, like, take it. Anyway, not trying to permit uh, permit crime, but. No, I never did really any crimes. I was just, like, very. I don't think I was. I think that's just how you change, like, culture, though. Like, you just make subtle changes, like, over time. Like, I I do. I'm just going to just gonna toot my own horn I do think that that mostly growing up I think I did that a lot where I was like I was definitely in a group of people I'd be like the first one that's like 
let's do this, guys, or like let's just do something, you know, and then whether or not I got in trouble for it, uh, like I didn't necessarily do the thing. I just suggested it. Or that also reminds me of a specific conversation we had about like on the road. It goes back about like body language, but then also like paying attention to like who has like. Maybe we talked about this last time you were on the podcast, but like leadership skills of like who follows who and like what do you do then then like they see you do that and then they copy that thing. Well, I remember you and I, I, I was telling, I think you were, so I experienced this once and then I showed you. So someone else showed me something. It was actually Seth. And I think I'm more of this personality than even Seth is, but Seth had the self-awareness to like show it to me. This was really interesting. As a kid, a as a kid, this was fascinating. As an adult, it's like, yeah, whatever. But as a kid, it was really interesting. So we would sometimes have friends over, um, like Lindsay would have her friends over, and we would just go on like walks. Uh, there's like a couple of hiking paths near our house, but there's also, we'd just walk down the road or whatever. And it'd be late at night, so there's very few cars, so you just kind of walk on the road, it wasn't a big deal. And Although if there was a car coming, they were probably going seventy mile per hour. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> so, some move. Well, it wasn't that dangerous. It was fine. Well, I mean, you don't get that many cars. It's just, it's just watch out for the one that does come. Yeah. So it, it'd be like a group of like fifteen people, and what would happen is you can't, if you're walking with a group of fifteen people, that group is not gonna like stay in a circle the whole time. Like, obviously, it's going to naturally kind of bleed into its little subsectors and, you know, people that are closer with each other. So it was, like, me and Seth and, like, maybe one other person. And then there's, like, a group behind us. And we're all kind of, like, strewn out. But I remember, I, I don't even know if we were in the front. I don't even think we had to be in the front. But I was talking to Seth, and he was, like, I was saying, like, I think we were talking about, like, whether or not we wanted to go back yet or something. And I was like, well, we could ask the group. And says, like, why would you ask the group? Like, you don't need to do that. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, the group will just follow us. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? He goes, he goes, watch. And we were walking on the road. And I kid you not, he sat down, crisscross applesauce, in the center of the road. And I sat down with him. Nobody even, like, thought about it. The whole group, one by one, eventually just all, we were just all sitting in the middle of the road at one point. Just because we started it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, it wasn't even like a suggestion. It was just like it happened and subconsciously everyone just followed suit. And I was like looking at Seth like, oh my gosh, everybody stopped. It's magic. And then so we kind of like messed around and then eventually it became like funny enough that people like realized like, oh, what are these guys doing? You know, then it broke. But and then there was another time when... I was walking with you, and I showed... I don't remember specifically what it was, but I was like, hey, watch this. I showed you the same thing, basically, that Seth showed me. But... And then, I think maybe we talked about it again since then, but I don't even remember... Oh, it's just going back to, like... Yeah, it, it's incredibly easy to get a group of people to just kind of well, so do a thing. <laughs> one of the things that I had done last semester was I took a course in, like... Uh, well, this was actually two semesters ago, but it was a childhood development course. And so we went over all of, like, the development theories. And one of those was, like, the Bowlby theory, which is, like, a behavioral theory, basically. Bowlby? Bowlby. Yeah, his name was Bowlby. I forget his first name. But that's, like, if you type in Bowlby, it'll show up. Cool. Uh, it's more of, like, a behavioral theory of, like, you know, 
the person like a kid is gonna copy their parent because they're the like they're just gonna look up to them they trust mm-hmm. them there's that relationship there this person's over this person there's also like a weird connection of like this person is my parent um so like there was another thing where it's like you know they were doing tests with dogs and they would like ring a bell and like give them a treat yeah. and like stuff so like things like that where it's like you know i say a word i'm like you know peanuts or something like that and you're like oh now i'm really hungry yeah. like things like that That's so you start a, doing those things classical conditioning like pavlovian response or something like yeah that. So I like I, I, a lot of those things. I like will still do those. I'll just like test people. I'll just be like, I'll do something, see if someone else follows it, and then like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't really do anything after that. It's more of just like a, a behavioral exercise for me. Yeah. At that point. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you want if you want people to follow certain behaviors, reward and then reward them when they do it, and then I guess discipline or do. <laughs> the negative when they don't but I don't man it's really hard to teach people to do something like the right way at work or something like it's it kind of just comes down to the person like if it's a person that's capable of doing it or not it, yeah there's a lot of that like do they have is it something where it's like I have to teach them this skill or do they have the potential to do this skill yeah. already to where it's like I just have to explain it or like on the second or the first the first one is like I have to teach them mm-hmm. how to work essentially well that's why like um, that's why I, I remember in I don't know probably like uh, when it would have been like ninth grade or something where Teachers were talking about how if you participated in sports or something when you had your first job, they would look at that and be like, oh, you know how to work with a team, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, eh, I don't know if they really care that much. It's a sport. It's not job experience. Yeah. But now, as someone that is, like, looking at candidates for... Nice. <laughs> you wanted to say what that was? Or you want them to I'm just going to let them... I'm just going to let them... <laughs> anyway. It's fine. But, yeah, like, what... But now, when I see someone that... <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> He's losing it over here. I'm just gonna keep talking. When you when there's someone that was like in a sport or something, or you know they did some sort of team activity or whatever, you can tell, <laughs> and they will pick up information so much faster, and they work as a, with the group so much better. <laughs> what is wrong with you, dude? You're dying. Did you just get it out? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay. I was listening. Oh. Okay. Yeah, no. I think that's that's fair. I mean, you do learn things. It's just more of like subconsciously like, oh yeah, I guess I, I do know how to work on it uh, like as a team. But a lot of time when you're playing sports, like it kind of promotes like doing things yourself. Like you have to be the one to score. Mm-hmm. And so is that really team building if you're just doing that? Like... I don't know. There's also like work ethic and. I think I think the biggest thing you learn from sports is discipline, Mm. like conditioning. Like, are you following your conditioning list, or like, are you doing these skills? Like, are you participating in practice? Are you playing well in like the thing? Like, are you just someone that can push yourself to do something that's difficult? But it comes down to like, are you disciplined to do this? So like, when I think of sports and like what it's taught me. 
and this isn't even like the contributing factor of what it taught me, but like discipline's a huge part of that. So not necessarily working as a team, which I think most of the time my my sports teams would be like, you're a team, like use your whole team, like look up, look at the field. That's my uh, representation of everybody, by the way, not just mm-hmm. like one specific person. But yeah. Anyway. Oh, my brain is tired. So. Yeah, well, let's we'll, wrap this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I need to go home. So friends are real. Um, <laughs> Fish are friends, not food. That's. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you did listen to this all the way through, thank you. If not, that's fine. Also, don't listen to episode 7.5. I love you. Yeah, we both love you. Wait, are you talking to me or are you talking about... Both. Oh, okay. I'm just going to wink at you subtly. (laughs)